Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast, a special debate that we're having tonight. I'm Ace Boogie, joined by my co-host Zim Huday. Zim, say what's up. What's up? Hello, world. You all shall be witness right now. What's going on, everybody? Um, yeah, we got some we got some good topics to talk about tonight that have just cultivated themselves off of Twitter. Uh, with Ace here, not agreeing with anything that i have from a philosophy standpoint so at that point i said yeah like let's get it on let's get this thing popping i want to go live and i want to talk about this and to be clear i am here to win the debate and i am here to also talk about like how this this is my plan on making the Bengals better okay let's get into it then so the topic, the topic really is it about the wide receiver position or is it how are we going to make the Bengals better? Be careful how you phrase that question because that was lost in the sauce. So if you guys missed this earlier today or whatever, on Twitter, we was on there talking about, and, it, and I feel like it get, this is how messages get mixed up and stuff like that, where the conversation then went on to, do you draft a, draft a tackle over a wide receiver? That is not the debate. Let's be clear. That's never been the debate. The very first question that was asked to you that started this whole thing is what I want to talk about. And from there, there's a I think from there we could do a whole bunch of questions. The people that are in here, since we don't have a uh, what do you call the person? The, uh, the mediator. Narrator. Yeah, since we don't have a mediator or whatever, I guess we're going to rely on you can see the comments on your end. I guess I can see the comments on my end. Um, for me, the number one thing that was posed was this. Once the Bengals get past the first round, which we all agree, the trenches, the offensive line is the biggest Achilles heel on this team, at least for me. That's what I'm going to say. The offensive line is the biggest problem on the, on the line. I mean, on the team. Once we get past the first round, I then said that after that, it's still BPA for me. Right. That's that's I think that's the main just to, to cut it off and make it summarized. Do you think is there anything else that I'm missing in that part? Because for me, it's really that simple. Nah, nah, that's it. But before we um, get into this, I want to give a shout out to John. He just gave a super chat of fifty dollars. He said just helping out the channel, man, especially with how Flick did. You appreciate that. Who that to you and Zim love this pod. Also got another one from Eric Ryan for five dollars. Says, "Love your content, gentlemen. Who they appreciate that? Appreciate that, John, bro. That's my bro, Ryan. I'll be talking to him like daily. Appreciate that. All right, and then somebody. I'm just gonna throw some of the comments on the screen just so we can get all of them in here. Get out, um, yeah. Take keep, off. 
keep them comments going the whole time. So the whole the whole idea is this. I feel like there's a clear divide in all Bengals fans throughout in my mind. I represent a Bengals fandom that is a little bit more open to the idea of believing in the front office spending money based on this past free uh, free agency and also not exhausting every single thing that you have in the draft. I believe that they'll go out and go get a guard. I know we talked about this before. You don't think they'll do that or they you don't think they'll spend a lot of money. I don't want to say I don't want to say anything incorrect, but I believe that you said you don't think they'll spend a lot of money. So for me, Keep in mind, I'm not basing everything that I'm doing moving forward off of the draft like the old Bengals. The new Bengals went and got DJ Reader and, and, and all these other guys that they spent a lot of money on. Uh, injuries happen, and it is what it is. In the first round, I think we all agree, Penny is the pick if we're at number three. I do, however, have a suggestion, though. If the opportunity to trade back is there, I'm all for it because – there are four tackles that I do like in the first round. And I in no circumstances, nothing at all do I think that they should pass on a tackle in the first round because of the money allocation to a tackle or whatever. I could, I could entertain the idea of drafting another position as long as I still get a tackle in the first round. When I get to the second round, though, I've already got my tackle. I've already got Quentin Spain, who I really believe in, who is not the it's not the end of all be all like, you know, you can always upgrade, but again, free agency guard. I then said I would not be opposed to a wide receiver in the second round of the draft. And this is purely based on people are saying auditator is under contract. Auditate asked for a trade. Auditate does not want to be here. Auditate had a successful surgery earlier today. Auditate is on his way out. He does not want to play for the Bengals. So now, you have two wide receivers in the whole entire room. Not two good wide receivers. Be clear. Two wide receivers. You have Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins with no depth, no third person on a team that is riddled with injuries. You only have two wide receivers. BPA after the first round tackle. That is how I'm leading with this. What would you say to somebody that said that, Ace? Because you said that is off the table. You are not taking a wide receiver under no circumstances at all. Well, I'm just going to start where where kind of this generally came from. When we talk about free agency and everything, I think we're talking about hypotheticals. So I'm here to talk about the facts. A fact is Quentin Spain is a free agent after the season. That does not guarantee that he's coming back. Another fact is I didn't say whether he wants to be here or not. He is under contract for next season. Yes, he's coming back from an injury. He's on there for next season. These are the facts. We got CJ Uzoma, who's coming back as a tight end, whether they're going to keep him or not. He's coming back from an Achilles injury. So we can talk about Auden Tate's injury in terms of the knee and all of that, but an Achilles injury is way less likely that he's going to come back from that 100%. So you have that. Your tackles are the same tackles that you have right now. Fred Johnson, Bobby Hart. You got Jonah Williams, who had a knee injury. You also have... Uh, Hakeem Adenogy, right? Then at the guard position, you got Michael Jordan, you have BJ Finney, you have essentially what you have now minus Quentin Spain. Now, Quentin Spain doesn't have to stay again. I'll say that again. The other thing is at the wide receiver position, you have T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd, and you have Auden State. So you got three there. 
at the defensive end position, you don't have Carl Lawson. Like a lot of people are acting like we have Carl Lawson. You don't have Carl Lawson. He's a free agent. That doesn't mean that he's there. So when you look at defensive end, you're looking at Sam Hubbard. You're looking at Khalid Kareem and Amadi Blesso. That's it. You don't have anybody else after that. Let's talk about the defensive linemen, the other defensive linemen, defensive tackles. Yes, you have DJ Reader who's coming back from a knee injury. You have Geno Atkins, who is taking up a lot of your salary on that defensive line, hasn't even really made a tackle or anything this season. Where is he at? We have no idea. After that, you got Josh Tupo, and you also have Renell Wren. Linebackers, you pretty much have everyone minus Jordan Evans and minus Josh Bonds. Cornerback position, this is where it gets scary. You only had Trey Waynes and Darius Phillips next season. So that's the, that's the spot that they're at in end right now. And for me, I think everybody's looking at William Jackson and bringing back Carl Lawson as a guarantees. The facts are this is a two-win team. This is two years in a row that they've performed like this. There is no guarantee that anyone's going to stay here. And I think a lot of people are thinking just because of the Marvin Lewis era and when we had Joe Burrow last season that people are going to stay here. The fact that Joe Burrow may not even play or start the next season, that already puts that in doubt. So if you're a player like William Jackson III or if you're a player like Carl Lawson and the Bengals are coming to you, lowballing you or not giving you what you should deserve, and another team like the Arizona Cardinals is going to say, I'm about to give you the bag and you can come and play with Kyler Murray and you don't know what week Joe Burrow is coming back next week, you're probably going to leave. Like who would come back to a team that won two wins two years in a row? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's not a lot that those guys are going to come back because they should have already locked up those guys. And if somebody offers Carl Lawson 18 to 20 million a year, the Bengals aren't matching that. If somebody offers William Jackson something like that, the Bengals aren't matching that. So those dudes aren't locks to come back, which means you have an offensive line problem. And we can talk about free agency, but that's not a lock either. If you're a free agent coming to Cincinnati and let's just say Joe Burrow's not coming back until week seven, week eight, that's not a lot for someone to come here. And the other thing is, if you are a team that just picked in the top three two years in a row, you're going to have to overpay them. And you know what that means? That means guaranteed money. And you know what that also means? Who's in that draft class that you're bringing in here? Are you going to go out and say on Taylor Moden? Because that's the only guy there. There's nobody else at the offensive tackle position. That's really it. You're talking about Joe Tooney. How can you definitively say uh, Joe Tooney's going to come here? You can't. You can't say that. So I think a lot of people are like, oh, we can just go out in free agency and we're going to make these guys sign with the Bengals, but you're not. But this is the other thing. Why can't we sign a wide receiver in free agency? Curtis Samuel is there. There's a whole bunch of guys that are there. But this is where it really gets me. We talk about, he said that Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are good receivers, right? Well, what if I told you that T. Higgins has more receiving yards than Chase Claypool, Mike Evans, all of these guys here, like if you had Mike Evans, Jarvis Landry, and Claypool on your team, would you say we need a receiver? No, you wouldn't. But both of these guys have more receiving yards than both of them, which is why you have two receivers that are in the top 25. That doesn't constitute as I should go and draft another receiver early. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And so for me, when you say that, not only do you have that, you have Auden Tate as well. And I think a lot of people are forgetting Auden Tate, when he actually started, finished the season with 600 yards. You still had A.J. Green, who had 300 yards as well. And then when we talk about just wide receivers in general, since we're talking about trios and stuff like that, let's talk about the top receiver or the top teams in the NFL in terms of receiving yards. The Chiefs are number one, right? 
3,800 receiving yards. That sounds good until you realize that Travis Kelsey takes out about 1,000 of those. We don't have Travis Kelsey. Number two, you got the Texans. They are trash. You got the Cowboys at number three. They're trash. You have the Falcons. They're trash. You have the Chargers. They're trash. I don't see anybody in this list that is in the playoffs like that. And like wide receivers don't win championships. I didn't see Randy Moss win a championship. I didn't see Terrell Owens win a championship. I didn't see when the when the Detroit Lions drafted three wide receivers in a row. I didn't see that winning win a championship. I mean, Calvin Johnson went 0-16. So are we really gonna say that wide receivers win Super Bowls? They don't. Most of them don't, like the numbers say that they don't. And so when we talk about building around a wide receiver position, this is another thing. When have the Bengals had bad receivers? When have we ever had a bad receiver court? I can't recall. I can't recall the last time we haven't had one. This is a team right now that had T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, John Ross, all of these receivers, all of these receivers. This is the other thing. We're 16th right now in the league at the wide receiver position in terms of the NFL. We're not last. We're not at the end. We're not any of that. And that's with two games with Brandon Allen and Ryan Finley at the position. That means that with this team, this season, Joe Burrow has been, we've been basically top 12 in receiving yards in the league already. This is the other thing. Before Joe Burrow went down, we were averaging at one point 30 points per game. What is a new receiver going to do for that? Like, I think we've seen these past couple of games and we think that that's what the Bengals are, but the Bengals were on fire with Joe Burrow before that happened. And so for me, the issue isn't that. This is what the issue is. When you look at the running offense, the Bengals are one of the worst running offenses in the league. It's only two teams that are worse than us when it comes to that. When you talk about the passing offense, we're middle of the pack. We don't have issues moving the ball in terms of the pass. When you talk about the pass blocking, down near the bottom of the league. But this is the funny thing that I saw. We talked about winning. We talked about what it takes to win, right? It's funny to me that the number 10, like the top 10, this is the top 10 for pass blocking in the league. And notice that you're going to see something similar. The Browns are number one. The Packers are number two. The Rams are number three. The Pats are number four. The Titans are number five. The Colts are number six. The Seahawks are number seven. Like the Chiefs are number eight. Like these are all teams that are in the playoffs. And why are they in the playoffs? It's because they can protect the passer. The other thing that's crazy is there's a similar list. Literally, when you look at sack percentage of every team that has allowed sacks, literally the top 15 teams in the league are all in the playoffs. But when you look at where the Bengals are at, which is in the bottom five, the only other team that's in the playoffs that has won in the NFL is the Seahawks. That's it. That's it in terms of allowed sacks. So when you look at this from that standpoint, are we going to bring back the same exact offensive line as this year where Joe Burrow was hit, what, 80 times? He got hurt? Like, what does that do for your offense? So for me, in terms of the needs for this team, the offensive line is number one. The offensive line is number one. It's no guarantee that you're going to get Tooney or any of those guys. It's a guarantee that you're going to get Panay, but you still don't have anything at the left guard position. What do you have? You had a worst starting guard in the NFL. You got the worst starting right tackle in the NFL. You got Jonah Williams coming off of a knee injury who – probably is one of your best linemen. And then you got Trey Hopkins. Like you still have issues there. And so for me, wide receiver doesn't fix that. For me, it's not even, and then we, we talk about edge rushing. We got 13 sacks on the year and that's including Carl Lawson as well as Carlos Dunlap, who both could be gone next year. So like for me, it's just, I can't see comparisons to all of these great teams who are good in those positions and have been loaded at those positions so that they can take best player available. 
we can't take best player available because we've been picking in the top five or the top three for the past two seasons. That means not only do we have deficiencies, that also means that we're not good as we think we are in some of those other areas, which is why I don't think that you can take a wide receiver at number two. That's not that's not top of my radar. Like that's not on my radar at all because I don't have a Tyler Boyd or a T Higgins at any of those other positions in terms of the edge rush position, the corner position. Like I might not have William Jackson the third. We've seen what that looks like with other guys. So like at those premium positions, I don't feel like you can compete in the NFL basing it around wide receiver. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay. So I just timed that ace. You just went 12 minutes straight and you did not answer the question. The question, and you're not reading any of the comments. Like you have to I read can't the read comments, comments and, and go look. at the same time. Like I can't I can only do one thing. Would you, would you like for me to read them for you while you were going on a rant? I don't think like I don't think you're reading with or you're understanding the question or something. Because currently you're having a debate with yourself about the importance of wide receiver. That's not the question. The question is, after you go get the biggest hold on your feet, on your team that we already said that we're filling in the first round, we already knocked that out. You then come back and you say, yeah, we got to go get a tackle. We just drafted it in the first round. So now we go to the second round, right? The question is, do you take best player available? And that's all it is. You can name all those holes you want for 15 minutes you and telling me about best player available. Hold on, hold on, but I just okay. let you go, go 15 minutes, sir. 15. That's a long time to talk. 15 minutes. minutes. It's not 15 minutes. Bro, bro, we're 20 minutes in. We're 17 minutes in, but continue. We're 19 minutes and 27 seconds. 17 You're, minutes. It's right here. <laughs> but bro, we need a we need a moderator because you went off the rail so far. And that's the part that I, I, I'm, I think is out of frustration with the overall team, and I can't speak for you. But at this point, the only question is this. Do you take best player available round two? Yes or no? Not if it's a wide receiver, no. Okay, cool. All right, so your answer is no, right? By you going with that premise, right? is the reason why bad teams end up being really, really bad teams. And you could do a lot of different things to fix those different things in the, in the time frame by getting better coaching, doing good front office moves, being active in free agency, all these different things. But all the holes that you just named on, you didn't even have to say all that stuff because those are the things that we do on the pod every week. I'm the first one that said, bro, you have to draft the edge. You got to draft the corner. I want all of those positions. But if the draft presents itself and the second round pops up and the guy that is right there, let's say it's the kid Marshall from LSU. I'm just using that as an example. Do not take that literally like I want Marshall. Let's say it's the guy that is the equivalent of T. Higgins and he falls to the second round. In the in the in and you're at the second round spot, the third pick in the second round, and the guy that is on the board from the edge position, just like this past year, right? Because the uh, the uh, ah, I can't even think of the dude name. Same thing happened this past year. The dude on the edge, and let's say it's another corner, but say you got a second to third round grade on him, but a wide receiver falls to the to the second round. My question again. Do you draft the best player available? Is it still your answer is yes, but not a wide receiver? 
Yes, but not a wide receiver. I keep saying that. Okay. And so and for my philosophy, this is how I feel about it. I feel like you're not wrong to say that those are all the holes. But if you're reading these comments that all of these people are saying, we're all saying we agree with you that you need all those positions. But it's virtually impossible to go get that all in one draft anyway. So you know you have to be active in all these different aspects of building a team. So by the time we get to the second round, if I can better my wide receiver position and I don't have to worry about that later on, and that's a position of strength, and I'm giving Joe Burrow weapons, and I got a guy that failed to me that shouldn't have, that, that's, the, that's the same way you got T. Higgins. Now, is defensive edge or cornerback a more important position? I would probably argue those positions are more important. That's why I agree with you. But you're not catching the drift of, like, that's how BPA is done. It's not done on, oh, yeah, I like this, but, yeah, but I'm not going to do that. We don't have the luxury ever winning two games in a season to say you're good at a position. If a quarterback was in the first round and he fell down to the second round, I'm looking at him. Even with Joe Burrow, I'm looking at him. Because at the end of the day, you have so many holes. You don't have a backup quarterback. And you don't have a backup wide receiver. You saying that we're missing all those things is no different than what I'm saying. You're missing those things. I want the best player. And that's the only thing that I'm saying from my argument. If you feel as though that you loading up, like you said on Twitter earlier, you said in the first three rounds, I will go get three offensive linemen. That is good on the surface for a mad, frustrated fan that wants to say, I need to fix this right now. I need to get my Billy Price. I need to go get whatever, right? That sounds beautiful on the surface. But what it does is it stagnates the, the formation and the foundation of a team. If you can't be good on all elements of a team or be really, really good at one position, you'll never be good. You'll never, you'll never be championship level. You're telling me about teams that are good. I don't care about teams that are good. I only want a championship. This isn't about me coming back later on in hindsight saying, oh, oh, yeah, because Josh Jones is playing really good, we should have got Josh Jones. No, T. Higgins was right there. He was the best player available. We didn't need a wide receiver because we had John Ross and A.J. Green prior to the season, and we didn't know that this was going to play out the way that it's played. Imagine, right? So if you come with that same philosophy and you use that before this season, you would have never had T. Higgins, who is the guy that you just made an argument for me for. You just made an argument for me, and you don't even realize it. You but like one two wins. That's not winning but though. You like T Higgins, and you just that's gave not winning. Two you, T Higgins got us two wins. That's not winning. You said, "What can we do for this team to win?" Getting wide receivers is not going to help this team win. So, like, I understand you saying you pin these comments, bro. You gotta pin all these comments, bro. You have to. You saying best player available? Like, if that's a wide receiver, no, I don't feel like we need that. We got too many holes. Like, we talk like this offensive line has just been bad for this season. This is since 2016. Like, what world are y'all living in? Have y'all not remembered this? Like, this line has been bad for like five years. This is not something where it's new. Where it's like, oh, we can just not address this and whatever. We, like, we, just, said we're getting, we just said we're getting an attack on the first round, and we just said we're going to free agency for the guard. Okay. How does that fix everything? Getting it, does, Penny, it, it doesn't, but you can't fix everything does, in one year, can you? Bro, does Penny play guard? Does Penny play guard? No, he, he does not. Tackle. We draft them in the not. first round. He does you not. just draft them in the first round. You cannot just pick one lineman and think that it's going to be good. It didn't work with Jonah. It didn't work with Jonah. You have to have at least average or above average linemen. You can't. He won't pin the comments. 
I think, yes, I think he thinks that this is really like him and he's winning this whole thing. Like everybody's telling you that they agree with you, but at the same time, you have to look at best player available. Bro, and and I we're can't not looking at best player available when I gotta protect my best player and Joe Burrow. And we're I gonna do, do that. that. We're gonna do that. And other why do you have to do that? Like, why would you have to do that? Who says that you have to do that in first round one, two, three? That doesn't mean that you're going to fix it just because you fix it one, two, three. You have to do, like, look at the Steelers. You talked about that earlier. They're playing two undrafted players on their offensive line starting, and they have a third-round guy that is one of the best linemen on their team. Just because you drafted one, two, three, Cedric Obwehi, Jake Fisher, doesn't mean you fix it. You have to exhaust all options and look at everything on the table. Anybody that's watching this right now and you believe that you have to go solve the problem, like offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, you're doomed. And I'm here to tell you, like, you're going to fail. That's the that's the quickest way to lose is by trying to go so hard at a position early and then say you don't hit. Say one of them dudes gets injured. Now you haven't done anything. We all said that we're going to be active in free agency on the offensive side this time because in the defensive side, we were very active in free agency. We all said that. We all want a guard. What's your beef? Just because you wanted to be exclusive to round one and two? Is that is that your argument? I'm missing that part. Because I want offensive line too. It just okay. doesn't have to be first two rounds. Like it okay. has to, it has to okay. be first round to me because I don't trust their, their scouting. But second round or whatever, like you gotta understand and be fair when you pin no comments because I seen a whole. I'm, I'm going in order. I'm all going right, in right. order. I'm right. going in order. I want everybody to be able to say what they gotta say. I, I wish that um, you know, like everybody could see this as a Bengals fan because it's a beautiful conversation because I feel like you represent. Uh, a big, large fan base that really believe in you. And I represent a big, large fan base that really believes in me. And I don't think there's a there's a perfect way to do it. I just totally ag- disagree with everything that you're saying probably for the first time since I've ever met you. Like, that is the exact way to fail and become the Browns, like, one-on-one, the old Browns. Don't, don't switch to the Browns. The Browns consistently just try to go quarterback, 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 offensive line, offensive line, and they fail every single time because the best guy available wasn't there. If you go get the best players that are available, the Pittsburgh Steelers will show you. They went high on Claypool. They went high on Deontay Johnson. Their linemen that start for them weren't in the first three rounds. Kansas City, same thing. They go and get wide receivers all day, bro. If a wide, if John Ross is available to them this offseason, they will go get John Ross because it's all about getting the best players available. Le'Veon Bell is the best player available from a backup standpoint, and they went and got him. And that's what this is all about. You cannot be pigeonholed into a curve and just say, this is who I'm getting every single year and fall flat on your face. Because say we would have went and jumped on the gun on linebacker this year. You would have never got the double uh, Logan Wilson and ADG, right? And a lot of people didn't even like that that concept. I like that concept. But say you went on that early and that linebacker gets hurt. You're in the same position that you were the year before. And look at us. We went and got three linebackers and we – we're not really that much better at linebacker. And, and and I'm not comparing linebacker to defense end. I'm just saying, like, that's a prime example of what happens. If you come with that same philosophy, too, that's how you end up with Billy Price. That's, that, that is the blueprint of getting Billy Price is reaching on offensive line in the second round just because you feel as though right. it's right. such a it's such a big problem. We have but, multiple holes. Okay. 
Okay, but that's under the premise that the Bengals are just going to stay there, which other teams don't do that. Those same teams that you talked about in terms of the Chiefs and all of that, they trade up to get the best player available. So if you do see somebody that should be a first-round guard and he's sitting there, other teams are going to jump up and get him. And other teams, like you're talking about the Chiefs and stuff like that, those teams already have built their rosters up. They don't have deficiencies at offensive line. They don't have deficiencies at edge rusher because you know what? They go out and trade for them. The Bengals don't do that. We got to stop acting like the Bengals are your typical organization because when a team like the 49ers needs a tackle and they don't want to spend draft capital on it, they can get one like Trent Williams for a fifth rounder. Like the draft isn't the only way that you have to fill those needs and fill those things. And so when you say that, like, Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna take a wide receiver in the second round. Why? When you can get no, a wide no. I didn't. I didn't say I'm taking a wide receiver round. in the second round. I say I didn't say I'm taking a wide receiver. I say if the best wide receiver is available okay. and I have a first, and I have a first round grade on him, just okay. like T. Higgins. Yes. Right. And if so, my just go, yeah. ahead. go ahead. It, it, I'm not saying, oh, I have to draft a second round. See, that's the difference between my argument and your argument. Your argument is pigeonholing you mentally into a faxation. Right. It's pigeon. It's you don't realize it, but I guess nah, the people, wide receiver is not a premium. Maybe, position. maybe, maybe if you don't believe wide receiver is not a premium position. It doesn't have to be, bro. But I'm just telling you, it could be. We could be talking about if the world's greatest kicker came out and and, and he was kicking seventy yard kicks and 80, uh, 80 yard kicks. I would entertain him in the third round, where I normally probably be in the sixth or seventh, right? So it's it's just the ideology that. You cannot ever put yourself mentally in this spot where you're just like, it's so bad that I got to go get it first round, two round, three round. The same argument that you're giving me with free agency is the same argument that I would use for the offensive line. What is the difference? You want a, you want a veteran proven offensive line like a Trent Williams type talent or you want a Brandon Sheriff or somebody like that? Let's go get that dude. I'm all we're not, we're not that. Like y'all be you're in assuming, you're, world. you're assuming you're that. Not, I'm you're not that. assuming that. We're, we, we weren't DJ Reader either, were we? All right. Were we? Okay. We're you got, you got Joe Burrow coming from a knee injury where he tore multiple muscles in his knee, and right. you would not go and get him every offensive lineman that he I just said Brandon Sheriff and Trent Williams and, and Penae. That's, that's, that's matter, bro. That's not happening in real life. But, I, like, but I'm team, saying – The team don't won two games in a row. Like, if they got an opportunity to go to the Patriots or go somewhere like the Steelers, they're going to pick the Steelers or the Ravens or somewhere like that over us. We're not a destination that people aspire to come to. And I think that we just assume that we're going to be that, but they're going to look and say, Joe Burrow's not playing until week seven. I'm trying to win a championship. I'm not paying to go. I'm not going to Cincinnati. Like we don't even give the most guaranteed money. So like, I don't see us like in that, in that free agency last year. Outside of maybe we, we spent the most in free agency. Ace, the guy says, okay, I got okay. read the most. If, if y'all listen to this on the pod, did bro, we get I, any I of the top free agencies? Did we get any of the top free agents? We didn't. We DJ didn't get Reader. Byron Jones. DJ we Reader. didn't get. We didn't get Jack Cochran. Like DJ Raider, I said that. I said he's probably the only one. But we didn't get like the top ones. Miami's Miami's free agency was killing ours. Miami's free agency killed ours. In hindsight, Ace, I understand. Your, I think your philosophy is a little bit different. It's based on results. And a lot of people, uh, and it should be, right? And I agree with you. It's about the end result. Like, are you winning at the end of the day, right? A lot of the stuff that I say is based on the belief and just going forward and going with, the, going with what you feel and getting the best players or at the time, like whatever. And sometimes it doesn't pan out. 
422 on the back of my chain, all that. I am the raw CEO fan club, right? That was one of the things that you pointed out to me. To this day, if John Ross never ever wins a game or never does anything or in his in his life beyond what he's done right now, it doesn't matter to me if John Ross goes out there and goes for 2,000 yards. What matters to me is that at that time, was he the best person available for the Bengals? Some people would say yeah. Some people would say no. At the time of the draft, a lot of people said yeah. A lot of people liked the pick, including myself. In hindsight, yeah, there are a lot of players that I could say, hell yeah, I would have picked them over John Ross. But the type of person that I am, uh, the type of person that I am, I stand on everything that I believe in. And I'm not somebody that's going to come back later on and just go look at the Dolphins and say, oh, yeah, because they're now they're winning. Like, they got the formula to doing it. The Dolphins are trash as shit. If Burrow played them this past Sunday, we would have beat the fucking brakes off of them. That's the honest truth. So, and this right? is why we talk about premium positions. Is quarterback not a premium position? You, you really had you really had you said quarterback is not a premium position. I said is quarterback not a premium position because when we talk about is a premium position, we gotta talk about premium positions. So I'll just say what premium positions are to me: quarterbacks, offensive tackles, edge rushers, and corners. That's where it ends for me. Those are premium positions that you gotta have. Like you can't wait into the fifth, sixth round to get those. The top ones go at the top things. So when you say that John Ross was the best player available. I didn't think no, that no, was- no. I said a lot okay. of people believe. I said it matters to me that the Bengals felt this though, or right. maybe you know the the universe was he the best person available? Time has shown us he he was not. But at the right. time, at the time for what was needed, what mm-hmm. was his speed, the attributes, and what he brought production in college and everything, it was a good pick. But if it doesn't pan out, that doesn't mean that oh we just did this whole thing the wrong way. Like no, like we. People make bad mistakes, but the, the the good ones, they go clean it up and they go ahead and fix their mistakes and they learn from it. And, okay. and, okay. and picking John Ross early wasn't a mistake. Maybe picking John Ross uh, uh, before another position of need that you're saying, in hindsight, yes. But at the time, we were in the same position as some of these other teams you just named. We had the luxury to go get a wide receiver because we had no one to stretch the field, and we were still searching for the Marvin Jones replacement. And guess what? To this day, we are still searching for the Marvin Jones replacement. The one thing that I think that you need to understand or anybody needs to understand is we cannot go get everybody in one draft. If you want to fix the offensive line, that's crazy. That, I mean, that's great. I'm with all of y'all. But you cannot do it in one draft. That's how bad teams get bad. You have to be able to go and get all types of positions and getting the best person available. It's simple. There is no simpler way to do that. And why can't you have both? Why does everyone believe and just game was trash? Because you won two games. You can't pick best player available when that's the case. And we talk about John Ross. I'm not picking John Ross over Deshaun Watson. Like, I'm not going to act like I was a psychic and knew about Pat Mahomes, but there was no way in hell that I would have picked John Ross over Deshaun Watson. And that's just straight up. Like, John Allen is another one. But when it comes to those premium positions like that, I can get a wide receiver in all seven rounds. That's going to do something. That could give me three to four to five to 700 yards. That's going to do that. Like, one wide receiver, like, we see that with T. Higgins. There's a lot of wide receivers that get picked before T. Higgins. Are they better than him? No. No. Marvin Jones that you're talking about, he was picked in the fifth round. A lot of the Steelers, the Steelers never pick wide receivers in the first round. You said they don't draft for me. They do. 
Deontay and Claypool early second round. They they do they do draft for need because when they went and got Devin Bush, that was a need. Like the Steelers do draft for need. They had the luxury of doing it. Yeah, they had well, no, not at the linebacker position, not at the inside linebacker position when they had to go and get Devin Bush. Yeah, they had other people like defensive ends and stuff like that. They didn't they didn't have to or they didn't have someone to replace or play that Devin Bush position. They did it. So there are teams that do draft for a need. You talk about the Chiefs. The Chiefs drafted a running back. They needed a running back. Like, yeah, they got to the Super Bowl and won, but Clyde Edwards Alaire was better than anybody else that they had on that team. So when you have the luxury of being able to do that, yes, you can draft best player available. We're not at that point. In the Marvin era, we were at that point. We're not at that point anymore. You're always at that point. And, and, and let me let me close out, like, I guess the first part of that debate, or I don't even know if that's the main thing, just saying this. Anybody that's watching this right now and y'all never see my face or whatever, and you probably think I'm a whatever, you think I'm a wide receiver lover or whatever, that's cool, right? That's, that's not what this is about. I love the wide receiver position, but that's not what this is about. This is about creating a culture where everybody's on board with getting the best person available at all costs and exhausting all options, whether it be free agency or the draft. And people that come in here with a, a, a cynical view and say, oh, well, they ain't going to do that. I, I'm not the person that does. I, I can't. My mind just doesn't even calculate stuff like that. Imagine me walking outside today and just saying, oh, well, I might get in a car accident, so I'm not going to get in my car or whatever. Like, that's 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 the same argument as saying, is, oh, well, the Bengals wouldn't do that in free agency. But they did it. They spent the third most in the NFL and free agency this past off season. So nothing in my mind with the four year window of the Burrow era is off limits. And if you operate off of a premise that you're thinking that, oh, well, they won't do something and they haven't even got to that point yet, you've already lost in the sauce. My part of my I think the people that more sell side with me have a belief in certain things that they believe in now moving forward. Some people are stuck in what the Bengals would have did before, where you had to base everything that you did being a Bengals fan off the draft. But the last two seasons, or just just take this last offseason, that alone has shown us that they will go spend money. I'm willing to bet they seen Joe's leg just like we have. I'm willing to bet they're looking at all the stuff that we're talking about, and they want to fix the offensive line at premium talent, whether that be a veteran guard and the Hall of Fame tackle in the first round, I'm all for it. But using all of my draft capital for one position is the most idiotic thing that you could ever do to negate the fucking the, 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 this acceleration that we have going towards our goal with Joe Burrow. You need to give him what he needs to make him really, really good. I think on defense, they did a lot of things in the offseason. Me saying that I want a wide receiver doesn't mean that I want a wide receiver in the second round. It means I want the best wide receiver available at the given spot. That could be the third, the fourth, the fifth. That could be in free agency, and we don't even have to draft a wide receiver. The same way – yeah, so – but if they're not – if they haven't done that, I'm just telling you this. If they haven't gone out and done it already in free agency, right, I'm assuming because I I haven't seen Allen Robinson go across my screen yet, right, I'm assuming I still have two dudes that are on the roster. It's only two guys. If y'all listening to this, Otis Tate not coming back. And if he is coming back, he just had a surgery. And I 
whatever. He doesn't even help our team. I didn't take would start on other teams in the NFL. He, he would, but, 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 on, but, on, but on, on our team, he's the same exact route tree as T. Higgins, and he doesn't stretch the field, and he offers nothing okay. to this offense unless they converted him to tight end, which they seem like they were doing. If they're not willing to convert him to tight end and he's not accepting that he wants to be a tight end and he doesn't want to play for the team, and you only have two guys – you don't have the luxury to look past that position. If they go mm-hmm. do it in free agency and go get Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, Allen Robinson, that wide receiver is 100% off the board. But until that go, goes across my screen, you don't have the luxury to skip anything because you are a two-win team. If you were a 10-win team, then you could say, well, I won't draft that, 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 that. You can't say that for anything okay. on him. If, if, uh, a, if, if, a, if a Joe Burrow-level talent <laughs> slipped down to the second round of this draft, I would say I'm looking at the quarterback. As crazy as that might seem to a lot of people, you need quarterbacks as from a backup standpoint, and you need quarterbacks from an asset standpoint. You're looking at the Eagles right now. They're about to start Jalen Hurts, and a lot of people thought they was crazy for doing it. You always need players on backups, on backups, on backups. And you have to marry the two with your need. I understand what you're saying about cornerback and defensive end and all these different positions. We share, we share, we share the same view. I believe edge oh. is just as important, but I, I won't sacrifice my draft capital just to okay. prove a point to AFC North competition that oh yeah yeah we fixed our line now we're good guys. It's, no, it's not even it's it's not even that like, like some of the people that, that you that you you named earlier like you talking about Thielen and Cup and all of this and you say that they're not good they're not. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd aren't great receivers, but they have better numbers. I never said that. Don't don't do that. We you never did say that. We can go I, back. I said, that, I said that, that they're not great receivers. You said that they're not great receivers. You were like, they're no. not great. No. They're good receivers, not great. But Mike Evans, I think people would say he's a great receiver. Jarvis Landry, I would think that they would say he's a great receiver. No, he's not. Right. Jarvis Landry is a good receiver. Okay. All right. Uh, I've never said that Jarvis Landry is a great wide receiver. Who told you that? Two Who wide receivers does anybody in the top twenty five are not are not that's not good. I said they're good. You you said you're confusing good and great. Get your stuff together before you come to me and tell me what I'm saying. What top twenty five sounds like great to me. Top twenty five sounds like he's a good wide receiver. How many receivers in the NFL? It sounds like he's a good wide receiver. And I've been on record with the pod with you saying that uh, Tyler Boyd is better than Jarvis Landry. So what's your All point? I'm saying is that that's not a weakness. That's not a weakness, bro. Like if they you don't if have you anybody have, but two people. If you if you're top 25 in anything, that's not a weakness as your position. That's all I'm saying when it right. comes to that. We want to talk about the Browns. Somebody said the Browns are a perfect example. They are a perfect example. You know why? Because they went out and got all of those players, all of those skill positions. They had Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, literally everything. Everything we're talking about putting Joe Burrow around, they had. You know what they didn't have? They didn't have an offensive line. When Greg Robinson was starting as their left tackle and they gave up as many sacks as the Bengals, they did not win. Why did they turn it around? Yes, they went in free agency and got right tackle in Jack Conklin because they were smart enough to realize we need to fix our offensive line. You know who else they picked? They also picked a lineman in the draft. So, yeah, they're going to look better after they take two good linemen in the draft because that's a premium position. That is why they did it. That was a need for them. That was not just I'm going to take the best player available that was the best player available available, and they need at the same time. So they still took him and did that. And that's why they're nine and three now. It's not because they have all of these amazing receivers because OBJ you're, you're went down against us. Again. OBJ we're, we're, went down against us. The conversation is not about OBJ who has the most get, wide receivers. OBJ went why down against us. Do y'all hear what that? wide receiver do they have? What why is he making this a conversation about wide receivers? Do they have? They don't have one. 
and they're still in the playoffs. They have a better offensive line. When you talk about their offensive line numbers, they're number one in both passing. I never talked about the offensive line numbers and running. That's all I'm saying. The game is one in the trenches. That's where it starts. At. How about That's this? Where it's gonna end at. Right, and, and and we're on the same page. So what are you? What, I think a lot of people are asking you the same thing that I'm asking is. What is your argument? Nobody's asking me that. A lot bro, of people are saying bro, they every, understand what I'm saying. So, so it's not a so, lot of people. So let's do this that. because a lot of people are not don't have the luxury of reading these comments, and he's totally skipping. All of them. Thank you. Two he's totally, he totally skipping a lot of comments. The the part the Bengals not I, been playing. I, I, have the I, I, Bengals I, I, not been drafting best player available for the last couple of years? I hear people talking about Billy Price, like y'all know that they didn't want Frank Ragnow, who is a Pro Bowler. That's they didn't they get him. They didn't get best player available. They didn't because get they best player available. What's the That's problem? That's a need. They play the same position. They didn't they, trade up to get them. You're, you're making an argument for us. You're saying I'm not making they, they had a need for center, so they went and reached the one. No, y'all are saying that I'm saying to wait not, there and wait until you the best player available. Frank Ragnow was better than Billy Price. That's but you can't fault the inner workings of an office and how they doing and conducting build, the stuff on the phone. Say they tried to move up. Say they got blindsided by the lines and they didn't even know Ragnow was moving up. We don't know that part. All we know is that when Billy Price was on the table, he shouldn't have been picked. But because they reached on it, they looked silly as shit with the same idea that, oh, yeah, we got to have a center. That's how you got Billy Price. If you wanted him, you need to go and get him. If you want him, you need to go and get him. If there's a top flight tackle there, now you're talking about him. Now you're talking about I'm not talking about him. I'm talking what the rest of the NFL does. When somebody needs a safety or a corner, what do they do? They trade up and get them. And they see, when they see a top flight corner falling and it's like, I got to go and get one because if I wait until round three, this dude is not going to be as good as someone from round one. So they trade up and get them. I can't say, I can't just put it on, just like Carson Palmer said, the Bengals, when they have needs and they have premium players that are at those positions that they hope to fall to them, I can't hope on that. I can't hope on Joe Burrow's knee that this tackle or this guard is going to fall to me. If he's right there, jump up and get him. There, there's a lot of people that joined tonight, and I really love everything that people are saying. I have to read some of these comments because this, this is crazy. I don't maybe because I'm not getting to him, and the people that are still not uh, that are maybe agreeing with him or whatever in his uh, sense don't know that we're all agreeing. But because we just, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's not a good idea to go through the comments because. It like this is crazy, but for me, for the most part, all I just want to say is that I believe in the trenches. Let's be clear. So, like when we walk out of here tonight, right, and people think whatever, please don't listen to this guy telling me that all I want is a wide receiver. He didn't listen to anything that I said. No, I, you're not I, listening to what I say. So if I, we don't I, take a guard, if we don't take a guard, what you're saying is I hear what you're saying, bro. If we don't no, take a guard and guard is still a need and you have Jamar Chase in the second round, you're taking Jamar Chase even if we don't have a guard. Isn't that not what you're saying? You're it's taking Jamar Chase even though that – no, that's what you're saying. Hold on. So it's not that free no, – no, 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 That's where you got that. it wrong. And maybe that's the part. That's where who, you got it wrong. Who guard is going to be better than Jamar Chase? None of them. All right. So if Jamar Chase is there, who are you picking? Okay. So let me slow down for a second. That was a great question in it in – also, that gives me another opportunity to restate what I've been stating the whole entire time. If I get to the second round of the draft, the same way we reverse this back to the one-minute mark of this pod, if I get to the first round of the draft and my, and my best player available 
is Jamar Chase versus a guard that has a second or a third round draft in this unique scenario where Jamar Chase falls to the second round, which won't happen. But let's say Jamar Chase falls to the second round and his grade is a first round grade. And I'm putting that against a guard that has a second to third round grade. Yes, I will pick Jamar Chase. But if a guard is there that has a first round or a second round grade, I might, I'm going to, I'm going to look at both options. I'm going to see what works for my team. What doesn't work for my team. Does Jamar Chase help me right now? Different things like that. To be closed-minded and say that, oh, it's off limits. I'm not closed-minded, bro. I'm not closed-minded. The coach did this before. Do you see the difference in what I'm saying? Do you see the difference in what I'm saying? the coach not do this before? Did they not go best player available? I'm going off subject. You're going off subject. Come on back. It's valid. Come on back. I don't have nothing to do with your question. You ask me a question. Let's stay on the question. Your strategy, though. Forget Colts. Forget the Colts. Second round. Same Uh, same scenario. Jamar Chase. I'm going to your question. We're not going to leave the subject. I'm not going to allow you. Jamar Chase is sitting there, and the guard has a second round grade on it, and Jamar Chase has a first round grade on it. I'm going to review the situation to see is that the best player available. If Jamar Chase is the best player available, yes. But you know what else I'm doing and the part that you're missing is that maybe I'm coming back in the third round and I'm getting the guard. Maybe I'm going to free agency and I'm getting Brandon Sheriff. To leave the offensive line at a stalemate is something that no one will do. Trust me, I Thank love, I love, you, I love the idea of getting an offensive line and fixing the offensive line. What I don't love is the idea of pigeonholing myself and saying these three picks are offensive line. That's not the way we operate it to make this team really good. The way that we're going to operate to make this team really good is to get the best players. And if my grade on the guard person on your question is higher than Jamar Chase, I'm taking the guard. If his grade is lower, I'm entertaining the thought of maybe taking Jamar Chase. It depends on how low it is. So we agree in some sense. I still want to go in free agency uh, if, I, if I go get Jamar Chase. Think about this. Okay. If I go if I go get Jamar Chase, then I don't have to go spend the money on Allen Robinson or any of those free agencies. Then I can come back in the third round okay. and go. I can okay. go guard. I can go fourth round guard. You see what I'm saying? It opens so up so if you go by that logic, why didn't you take Chase Young last year? Because Chase Young was the best player available, not Joe Burrow. Chase Young was the best player available. But that was the best player available. You have to marry the two. Listen to what I just said. It can't just, change up if that's what your strategy is. The Browns. Yeah, listen. That's why the Browns drafted Miles Garrett. That's why the Browns. That's why the Browns drafted Miles Garrett. So that was your case. We want to the forty-nine mark. I got. I got ten bucks for somebody. Why isn't it? Why isn't Chase Young? Forty-nine mark. I'm just saying. Answer the question. Why wasn't Chase Young drafted? I am. Listen. What I just said is that I'm going to entertain the thought of if Jamar Chase is is uh, uh, better than the guard, da, da, da. it's the same thing. And I said, you have to marry the two with a knee. I just said that, but you didn't catch that part. The first uh, round that came up last year, we had to marry the knee. Why? Because we didn't have a quarterback at all. And at the time, I would argue Joe Burrow is probably more valuable than Chase Young because the quarterback position is just as valuable. That's not the best player. That's why. That's not it, the best it, player. It, it is the best. For, for me, for, for me, it was. And I think time will show that All Joe right. Burrow is more valuable to a team and the quarterback position is a unicorn that you cannot even compare any of them. But if you would have listened to what I just said, you have right. to marry the two. You have to be able to say, 
this is the best player available, and does that work with my team? I just said that at the 49 mark. If you all want to rewind this to find out why people don't catch parts of what they want to listen to and parts that they want to listen to to try to win an argument, go to the 49-minute mark in this uh, pod. All I'm going to say is Chase Young was considered to be the best player available. How about me? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Me? Okay. Joe Burrow was the best player. Joe Burrow was sliced. Well, I'm a draft expert tonight. Joe Burrow sliced Chase Young ass up in that first half. What'd it do? So the Jags should take Penny then, right? Over over Justin Fields, right? By your logic in terms of best player available. Justin Fields is the first quarterback going to come off the board? No, the first one that's going to come off of the board is the dude that's going to the Jets. But we are... So, so the Jags should pick Penne then, right? Because Penne is a better player than Justin Fields, according to draft boards. So they should go and do that, right? Even though they need a quarterback. If they're looking at if they're looking at what they need on their current team, and that marries up with the with the need with the bet, and they have a higher grade on Penay than Justin Fields, yes, because it, we were faced with the same situation when Lamar Jackson and Haskins was on the board, and 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 they couldn't meet the need. We needed a quarterback on a low, like a, at the very least a backup quarterback, a really good one, and we passed on him for the best player, for the best player available. And I think that's when we got Will Jackson, right? Well, e- either way, but if Penne is on the board, th- it's the same concept. They might say, yeah, let's go get Penne because Justin Fields, our grade is not higher on him. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to go get Cam Newton and we'll address quarterback later on. It's the same concept every the single Browns, time. The Browns would have did that. The Browns did that. What, with the Browns? what are the Browns? They got, they're what nine are the and Browns? Three. They're nine and three. Are they going to win a chip? We are the new Browns. Are you a Browns fan? We're the new Browns. Are you a Browns I'm fan? I'm a realist, bro. The Browns are, are better Browns than now. I've never a, said. When, when could you have said that the Browns Are you Browns a Browns fan? You showing them a Wait, lot of love. Are you a Browns? Miles Garrett isn't good. You didn't say that we need a Miles Garrett. You didn't say that. Miles Garrett is a dog. Okay, I, that's what I just. That's the point that I just made. They picked Miles Garrett over a quarterback because Miles Garrett was the best player available. You, but I'm I'm saying this. You're saying I, the Browns have been 16. good for like a decade. And they, they went zero and sixteen. The Browns have one winning season in the last what thirty years, and you're using that as your stick of like this is this is what we need to be. The Browns. Okay. You couldn't pick anybody else but the Browns. The, the Browns? Browns are nine and three. We're Who you been talking to? Who is this AFC North dude from the Browns? Because this dude you really got what? you drinking Browns Kool Aid over there. Nah, Browns, I just don't Browns have not winning no chip. Anymore. Are they winning the chip? I don't know. If they win a playoff game, that's gonna make us look Bro, bad. If they not because getting, the Browns they went win no, and then they go and win a playoff game, how does that make us look? They're not getting no chip. It's gonna look like I got a higher draft pick, and they on the couch watching the Super Bowl with me. Okay, if they get a playoff, win, you want to know why? Because I'm talking about us. Like now, we can't talk trash to the Browns anymore. They ain't got but Joe right. Burrow, and I'm I'm smoking with Joe Burrow, and I know how I know exactly how we could do it, and I know exactly what type of. I think we both agree on coaches. I think we believe in the same thing with the trenches. I think we believe in a lot of different things. The only thing I think we disagree on is a draft philosophy. Aside from that, I haven't no, argued. My philosophy isn't against drafting the best player available. I'm not drafting the wide receiver. You just so it that's is. All if I'm you saying. say if you say my first three that's picks, you say my first three picks will be an offense alignment. You are totally against best player available. Did you or did you not say that? Yes or no? Yeah, no I will say that. You said I will that. Say that with but Joe that's Burrow. Not yes, I would say that. Yes, I would say that. With okay, Joe so Burrow that's not BPS. After he got hit almost a hundred times, yes, I would do that. That's not BPS. <laughs> yes, I would. I'm just but being clear. Just so you know, okay. that's not BPF. 
But you say a quarterback is the most important position. For so sure. Why won't you protect him? Why isn't that the number one? I just one told thing? you how we have free agency. We have other rounds in the draft. It's not just two. Okay. All right. right. There's more. Okay. There's more rounds than that, right? Okay. Or we, or we can have it. We can have this talk again after the draft. And or, we'll the off, or, or the offensive line. We can only, talk hypotheticals no. and all of that. But once we let free agency play out and all of that, we can we can bring this back again. <laughs> okay. The Browns suck. And tell the Browns dude. I can't say a team that's nine and yeah, three sucks, bro. Right, I might right. hate the Browns. I might hate the Steelers. <laughs> I can't say that they suck when we're one two games. I said it because I'm a Bengals fan. I said it. It's not because okay. I know that in my heart of hearts, I know that they have a better team than us this year. But as an organization, I'll never come on here and be like, we want to be like the Browns. Like, that's not in my DNA. I don't want to be like the Browns. I don't want to be like the Ravens. I don't want to be like the Steelers. I want to create a brand new culture of winning, and I want to do it on all different facets of a game. If if that's too much for everybody or whatever, y'all can revert back to the old ways. Like, like yeah. I'm again, I'm all for winning. And everybody that knows me, if y'all never seen my face and y'all just found us through Facebook or something like that, my name is Zim. <laughs> And I'm a very hardworking Bengals fan. So anybody wants to win. And the people Thank that you. anybody Bro, coming back to 2022. Right. That's not true. <laughs> but yeah, I can't rock with that. Cool, cool. But all I know is I work very hard at what I'm doing. You work very hard at what you're doing. This isn't to dis- discredit anything you're doing or whatever. I think you're doing a fine job at everything, everything that you're doing. Likewise. I, I don't feel as though just because we disagree on one point, that means that whatever, you know, like anything that, that, that insults anything about you or whatever. I just think for my side of the argument or the fan base that's riding with me or whatever, I feel like I got a, a good, good plan to go win really, really early. And it involves a lot of money and free agency, which we just spent. It also involves using your draft picks wisely and getting the proper scouts to go get them because all the teams that you just named, none of those teams got their whole entire office line round one through three. They did it in so many different ways. So I just want everybody to be open-minded to just being able to evaluate talent and don't ever Billy price your situation because if you don't have the luxury of moving up, you will be faced with that again by saying, I need three offensive line, first three rounds, it got to be offensive line. That's Billy Price point 2.0, Billy Price 3.0. You can and go get. It could be 2016 2.0 again, where we're getting hit again because we have not had a season where we're protected any quarterback that we've had for the past five seasons. So if y'all want to do that again, we can do that. But when Joe Burrow gets hit again and we're in the same position with backups going in, Brandon Allen's getting hurt, then that's what it is. But if it works out, then it works out. I don't want that. Right, and we're just gonna go with all three college guys that's never been in the NFL. I just read that, like, yeah, like, yeah, that's a great idea. Go young offensive line with no game experience for Joe Burrow. How I would do it because I mean, the coach didn't do that, and they went best. So, so you think they didn't focus on the offensive line, and now Andrew Luck has retired, and they waited to do that to go and get their offensive lineman too late, and now they're stuck with Phillip Rivers. So, is our offensive line guard free agency bet? Is that still going? Do yeah, you you're saying that they're gonna do, they're gonna get Joe Tooney, right? They're gonna get. No, Joe I, ain't, I ain't saying you Joe did say Tooney. Tooney. No, I did, did. not. No, no, I did not. Did. Don't you lie. I said that they're gonna go get a premier guard and they're gonna spend a lot of money for him in the offseason. And I said it's gonna okay. be a high, a high. Nah, first of all, Baker. Is I trash. never even mentioned Joe Baker Tooney. Is, I don't even want Joe Tooney. Baker is trash. Let's not get that twisted. No, he's they, not. He's they're not. able he's, to look that good because they have an elite line and they have an elite offensive coach. Like. 
Baker is nowhere in the realm of Joe Burrow. But if Joe Burrow had that line, they would probably win the Super Bowl. That's all I'm going to say. No, I do not like the Browns, but you have to give it up. You could have fooled me. You could have fooled me. I ain't never liked the Browns, bro. But at well, the end of the day, I can't look at it. I can't look at other teams. And now we're like that's what Quincy told me. Bengals people are tell afraid Quincy, to be the Browns, but we have become Quincy, the Browns. You don't want the Quincy smoke because he gonna he gonna tell it like how it is. Who don't want smoke? You so now you repping Browns? <laughs> oh, I almost said the other word. You now you repping Browns. Repping Browns. So my man's not repping Browns. Hey, but he's not gonna back down. He's not gonna be as easy as I am when it comes to that stuff. What you mean easy? You ain't no easy. You just lost because I'm just a better debater. I did not lose, bro. Yes, you Read did. The you comments. No point. Read the comments. The comments people definitely all agree. Come on, bro. The comments all me. The, the comments all you? Nah, bro, it's not, all bro. Me, bro. It's hey, not all you. Hey, yo, we gonna have to do this again with like a moderator, and like I'm gonna tell you why you was going on your. Uh, oh my god, dog! Like, if I, <laughs> I have to screenshot these joints or something like that, because I didn't see it's that all on the replay. I put all the comments in there. All right, so we gotta make sure my comment. Maybe it's just my. Ch- oh yeah, this is your YouTube. It's bro. not just my YouTube. <laughs> hey, dog. <All> right. <laughs> I thought that was really fun. So listen, listen. So all Bengals fans and whatever out there in the world or whatever, like we have to do something to keep this thing engaging and make sure that we have special moments because in a time like this, I'm not about to be sitting back talking about we suck and be salty or whatever. Like I'm going to be figuring out what we can do to get better. And I think it's really healthy to have good debates and have good debates with people that you respect. Uh, if the brown dude wants to come on here or whatever, like I'm Mr. Smoke. Like that's I, I made this off of – the people that are in here right now know me off of pure smoke. So he could come on here all he wants. I'm going to show this. both. I'm going to show both. I'm going to show both, though. Send this to him. For 30 years, Mr. Quincy, you've been garbage. And I am a Bengals fan, and you won't get a chip before me. Send that to him. And it doesn't matter what he says back. It's who they nation over everything. And if you ain't with the gang... You ain't with us. Who size y'all on? Who they? In the store. Let's go. Let's go. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, businesses are facing tough choices. Do you cut costs or drive growth? Solve for today or build for tomorrow? Do you satisfy your shareholders or satisfy your customers? The answer is yes. You don't have to choose. With the intelligent platform for digital business from ServiceNow, you can say yes to unifying your existing systems and yes to accelerating growth. Visit servicenow.com to see how we can help you put yes to work. The world works with ServiceNow.